0: Hey, what's going on, chams? I'm Erin Deliosa. Welcome to an Immigrant's Life podcast. My podcast about immigrants and immigration and everything in between. Thank you for listening and downloading the show. And thank you for
1: supporting my dad.
2: Welcome back, Immigrant Nation. Another week, another new episode. I appreciate that you're here. I appreciate for the ones that have been listening since I started this podcast. And for the ones that just listening now, welcome. I hope you like what you're hearing, that you would subscribe to this beautiful podcast of ours. Also, if you want to join the Immigrant Nation, you can check our social media accounts. Our handle is at animmigrantlife.com. That's where you can reach us out, and if you want to come on the podcast, or if you know someone that wants to come on the podcast and tell their beautiful story, you can also email us at animmigrantslife at yahoo.com. Let's connect, and let's tell that beautiful story of yours. I hope you guys had a great weekend, uh, Easter weekend for some. Last week, Montrealers thought we were out of the woods from the winter's clutch, But Mother Nature had other plans. We had an ice storm here and a lot of people, including us, lost power. Uh, Actually, there are some people that are still in the dark. There was a lot of damages that caused by the ice on uh, trees and uh, uh, power lines. So the people are working hard, but, you know. It's taking time. It wasn't bad for us because it was just like a night or two for us but it reminded me about me growing up as you know poor in a poor country and how it made me resilient to challenges like that. It made me realize that I'm how grateful I am for that experience and one also thing that made me realize f- with this s- recent experience was the importance of family and community. Speaking of community, this week's episode, our guest and I tackled the importance of being in a supportive environment as it helps one live fulfilled life. I'm so excited for you to listen to this podcast, to this episode. Because I loved and learned so much from this episode. So let's not waste more time. Without further ado, let's get into the show. Isa, at lo. Today's guest is a multidisciplinary artist and the co-creator of Lubond is Real Podcast. Her sun-soaked skin glimmers in the sunlight to make our world a little brighter. Everyone, please welcome Stacey Baragengana.
1: Hey What's going on? <laughs> so um, I'm doing good. I'm I'm chilling. I'm 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 here. Uh, I'm excited to be on your podcast. It's oh. it's always very interesting to be on the other side. So I'm usually on your side of the,
0: yeah, yeah, for <laughs> of sure. the
1: table. And so yeah, um, my name is Stacey, Stacey Waragengana, and I come from Burundi. Uh, born and raised, uh, came here at the age of fourteen. Mm. Uh, here being Canada, and I moved here with my brother. Uh, the time we were, I was fourteen; he was seventeen, mm. and we we kind of figured things as we were going, uh, <laughs> pretty much. The fun part, and, and still figuring it out as we go. Uh, and I founded the podcast, Le Bond is Real. Uh, I, I have my brother, Jalen Manzi as my co-host. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've been going on strong for a year now. Officially, we've completed the first year. Uh, mm-hmm. Currently, we're on break, but uh, we're going to come back uh, sometime, uh, you know, as soon as spring actually springs. <laughs> we'll be there just like the sun we'll be back when the sun is fighting harder you know
2: <laughs> oh yeah definitely man by the way i don't know if you i was gonna say it right but Murakoze for coming on the podcast
1: oh beautiful murakose gushima. meaning you're welcome
2: uh, i love like, it i i was trying to i do some research on the guest and i was trying to look stuff from him like man this girl got nothing where is this girl there is no way she got nothing and then I finally got your last name somehow. I was like, "Hey, what's up, girl?" <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> that's funny because that's why I like I like my my social media. Sometimes it's you have to do an extra step to find mm. my full name, and mm. I like it that way because it's like there's the professional of like my full name, and there's the social media, still professional but like more fun. I
2: would yeah, say. definitely. By the way, do you know what's your last name means?
1: Yes, um, so I had, I had, a, I have an uncle who told me this, so I I can't say for sure, mm. but he's told me that our last name means that. So, uh, the people where my father is from, me, uh, they take care of one another. So they mm. they they they're there for one another and they protect one another and they're there for one another. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I I, I like that name uh, and the, the meaning in that sense because uh, I, I feel like I am somebody who tries to to be there for people, you know, and my mm-hmm. people, and to to really support them and to have a little bit of reciprocity mm-hmm. uh, going on. So mm-hmm. yeah,
2: yeah, I love that. I love that. I actually was having a conversation with my family about the community, the sense mm-hmm. of community, you know, like you know, living in a city, living in a big place, like, it feels like there's not community, the feeling of community, you know? Like, in my culture, we have this thing, they don't do this anymore, but I grew up seeing this. People used to, all the men in the in the town will come together, and if someone is moving their house, they will literally move the house. They will put bamboo, bamboo sticks underneath and all the men will lift it, wow. and go to the another place. It called the uh, uh, bay- Bayanihan. Bayanihan. I mean, Bayan means town. It's a sense of helping each other out. And my son was asking, like, "You don't? Do you get paid for this?" <laughs> I'm,
0: like,
2: I'm like, "Actually, no. you don't get paid. You just do it because you care about the person, mm-hmm. you know." And capitalism, you know, like it's it's gone now. The community. It's not that mm-hmm. gone, but it becomes like smaller, you know.
1: Mm-hmm. That's true I've noticed that too in, in in my country where people tend to 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 keep amongst themselves and mm. and so the community is not a community at large it's like a mm. community with like little communities within the community
2: mm-hmm. yeah like another example is when the town f- uh, feast happens, mm. we used to put like plastic uh, straws, but they'll they'll make like little flags. And they'll put it up in the ceiling in the sky, right? Mm-hmm. And it looks—it looks—it's a decoration, you know. And mm. it was a great way of people helping each other out because it, it has to be the whole the whole area that will do it. And then you know, it, it opens a dialogue. It does,
1: know? yeah. No, I, I agree. Even as like when people pass, for instance, like it's a whole thing, and people come together. They mm-hmm. help out. They give. They give. Uh, money for the ceremonies, whatever they have, Mm. you know, to help out with that. Um, No, it's really, um, that's something um, from my culture that I really appreciate and that, you know, I try to translate into what I do um, because I think it's very important. It's very, very important. And something with all the globalization and capitalism is something that we seem to be losing slowly but surely a little bit, Mm. that sense of community and sense of, you know, we can help each other out. The helping out, you know, has, like, not diminished, but I guess it goes with what everybody has the capacity to do. But Mm
0: -hmm. I
1: find that it's gotten a little bit, like, people don't necessarily um, want to help Mm
2: -hmm. another
1: person unless there's something in return that's Mm going to happen.
2: Um, Yeah. Yeah, you're doing it because you want to do it not because you're going to get paid or something you're going to get something from it. Mhm. Yeah, I I mean I'm trying. It's difficult but we got to try, right?
0: Mhm.
2: You know. By the way, you mentioned earlier that you're from Burundi mm-hmm. and you you moved it when you were 14. What was the reason of the move?
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I I don't have the concrete Answer, but the mm. generic one would be um, better life, better mm. access, better schooling, um, mm. better education, things like that, mm. uh, and some sort of s- sense of security as well, um, because there sometimes um, there, there uh, the, the country is not like uh, sometimes it can be in an, an unrest um, situation. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, so like security um, and and things like that. Um, but I don't have the specific like okay, this was what this is the game plan. This is what was happening. <laughs> this is, we didn't. We don't. We don't have all all that talking. You don't need to know. Kind of <laughs> You situation. don't need to know extra <laughs> things that are not pertinent to you.
2: <laughs> Wait, did you move with your brother or with your family? I moved with my brother. Yo, fourteen and seventeen. Yes, sir. Whoa. Did you want to move? There's
1: a part of me that wanted to move because you know the exci- I had never left the country before. So mm. I was very excited to to live and to, to take a plane for the first time. Mm-hmm. I think I thought it was gonna be a vacation. Like <laughs> in my head I knew we were leaving, but I thought like I don't know what i thought i was 14 like (laughs) you don't know nothing (laughs) i wasn't fully there so um uh yeah so we were we were given a heads up so we we were getting some papers getting our passports and i started asking questions Mm -hmm. i was like okay so what's going on what are we doing where are we going and it's like first of all it's not we it's you and your brother and i'm like oh okay uh okay uh then it was, um, then we were, you know, all throughout the process, I kind of, we kind of, they were eventually told us what was going happening and what, a bit of the game plan. Mm. Uh, and uh, yeah, it, I had no idea what was, like, I didn't know it was going to be for, like for real and that it was going to be a long time. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't going to be the rest of my life. <laughs> <type> <laughs> of I, I thought it was, you know, just a little, a little, uh, a little vacation, mm-hmm. uh, a little, a little, you know, one month, two months, maybe at most. Mm. Um, but now we're counting in terms of years. So,
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it worked out.
1: It, it did in the end in the end it did i'm, I'm grateful that it did uh mm. yeah for that it did in the end
2: who took care of you when you landed in canada wait did um, you land in montreal by the way
1: no i landed in uh, well i landed in i landed but i went to uh ottawa okay when i arrived to canada okay so i went to ottawa uh we spent a year there i was with uh, my father's brother there mm. um not the best living conditions, um, and so it wasn't it wasn't a, a good fit, mm. I would say. Uh, so they got us uh, uh, to stay with my aunt, um, and she then became like my mom, really, because mm. uh, from the age of fifteen till now, she's been in my life and is still you know, doing the things that you know are necessary during the day, you know, schooling, following up mm-hmm. things, you know, all all of that good stuff um so yeah um i was we were there uh then we went to my aunt and then after that uh, i moved out at my place and mm. been living by myself since uh mm. since i was 21 i believe yes mm. since i was 21 i've been living
2: uh, in on my own did you move out with your brother
1: no my brother went back to ottawa he was he had many friends i know i know i was so mad Uh, he said uh french is not his thing this whole Uh, french business was not for him but he (laughs) speaks french no he does but it's it's a matter of what he prefers like he prefers Mm. english um Mm. because he's always been into music hip-hop all of that Mm. so his English, and back in the days, my family had uh, had fled, during the genocide, they had fled to uh, the States. So my brother did go to school for a little bit in the States and, well, kindergarten, not kindergarten, garderie, I don't know what mm, it's called. Daycare. Uh, daycare, there you go. So he's been doing, see, the languages. The it's good.
0: <laughs> I like
1: it. Uh, so... So, yeah, so so then English initially was the language he spoke. Then he went back to Burundi. Then I was born there. Mm. And uh, the French came up, but he's never been into French from the jump. Like, he didn't mm. like the language. And I think the way that things are taught, it makes you not necessarily like what you're learning. It mm-hmm. makes you want to just do your own thing and just, re- like, you know, there's no extra... Like counselor, who's
2: gonna help you? <laughs> the counselor is this one right here. That's it. Back of the head. That's,
1: That's the counselor. And if you need another counselor, there's a therapist. The is the other too.
2: That's it. Are you crazy? Uh, Get it together, you know? Wait, you sheet. mentioned quickly the genocide, but I know Burundi and Rwanda are side by side. It the genocide happened in Burundi as well?
1: Yes. Um, it's just that the uh news decided that it wasn't a genocide because of the ratio of people who had died. So yes, I I, I had to do research. I remember I wanted to learn a whole lot about this. So in Sejeb, all my classes, all the classes that I would take, I would like take extra courses to do extra research on Burundi, what happened and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what makes a genocide a genocide? And so then I was looking up all of that. And I was like, oh yeah, they kind of decide that. And I was like, well, if you ask the people there, they will tell you what it <laughs> We're was.
2: killed right here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly. And so, um, yeah, uh, the, the genocide did happen. It was just um the ratio of the two ethnic groups, well the the two main ones, because we have three. It's just mm. the third one that is never talked about. Mm. <laughs> Nobody cares about them. They're like, ah y'all, y'all on your side, just just stay there. Mm. Uh so, so the the two main findings, are fighting. I usually don't like um oftentimes people like to 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 make it big summary of like this big chunk of history that is very complicated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I don't I don't really like to do that, but uh all I know is that you know, people died uh and uh yeah, people people were killed and some mm. killed others, others were killed and 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 so when my family saw that they're like, oh, maybe we should we should leave this place and mm. you know and you also in- I wasn't born yet. Oh,
2: I went. Lucky. My,
1: my 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 mother likes to remind me that I was conceived in Canada. I'm like this this doesn't help me in any way. It <laughs>
2: <laughs> doesn't do anything to me. By the he way, doesn't. for the people that doesn't know, I believe it was a tutsi and the Hutu. Yes. That was you know, fighting, uh, yes. if you, you want to say fighting or, you know. I
1: don't know. I think I think it's, it's uh, where do you begin? Do you begin yeah. at the fighting or do you begin at what caused the fighting or do you begin at what they did to cause and to um, what the Western cultures and, and, and uh, for us it was the Belgians, uh, what they did and, and how they treated us and the ideologies and different things that they instilled in us. Mm-hmm. Um I don't know where to begin I don't know no, where to begin it, it's but very so
2: complicated like you said it is
1: it is it is and that's where i, I it's and I, and that's the part where I don't like in the movies and things where people like to portray and say okay these are the nice ones these are the bad ones and it's like that's not it's not a movie this is not a marvel movie <laughs> where this is this no, a bad this guy there's real, a good like, guy. No, this is real life where mm. things are complicated, where everything is gray. Yeah. Uh, but what I can say for sure is that there was a lot of pain, that lots mm. of trauma that was still to this day working through, and hence why the country cannot be uh, stable in terms of security, uh, because mm. you know things can break out at any point, depending on how you know, depending on what happens, who's who's in charge, what they do, how they're, think- you know, depending on all of that, mm-hmm. something can break out, you know? So that's that's the part that's that remains a little bit scary where you're like, when you don't go to the core root of the issue and actually address mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the thing. Because it, it was considered um, civil war, that title or that, that uh, label remained so anytime there'll be something that's happening, it'll be, ah, the civil war. Ah, the civil war. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Um, it's, it's, uh, it was, uh, I grew up, and that's the funny part, because, like, you grow up seeing this, and you don't realize it's a problem to mm-hmm. you. That's your everyday life. And so growing up, I remember in the 2002, 2003, Uh, there, there was, there was, uh, I remember growing up and it's like fighting and you hear gunshots, you hear bombs, you hear all sorts of things. And they tell you as a kid, you're like, okay, if you see a mine somewhere, don't step on it. Okay. (laughs) And you're like, okay. Uh, (laughs) those are the, those are the things that, that they would, um, you know, little PSAs, uh,
2: for, for us. No P.S.A. No, me, I'm thinking about P.S.A. Like, by the way, don't drink hot coffee. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, by the way, if you see a bomb, don't step on it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> it was crazy. But to me, it was normal. That was my life. That's that's what everybody was going through. And mm. in comparison to other people who were there, my life wasn't even that bad. Mm. If you look at it in that sense. Like, there are people who live, were living in uh another uh like different social economic background and so that also created a a disparity but yeah so my case wasn't that bad that was like the baby of 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 it all and then Mm. there are other people who saw things who experienced things uh i'm grateful that the things that i saw and did experience i was still in a sheltered space or environment mm. um but uh yeah that was that was uh that was the upbringing but it was also fun there, there are so many great beautiful moments that that were within that that i'm like i can't that's again you see where i said that life is great you can't i can't say oh my my child was bad or my mm. child was good it was my childhood that's all i got you know mm. yeah. uh, and and there were beautiful things that were happening as terrible things
2: were also happening. Yeah, 100%. I mean, it sucks that you have to avoid landmines and gunshots and whatnot, but I don't want to make it sound like, you know, that very insensitive, but it makes it colorful in a sense. You know what I mean? (laughs) Like, hey, listen, I don't want that. I don't want that to anyone. But what do you want to do? Just live in the suburbs and just, you know, go to school? Go back home, play sports. I'm not saying like I would choose gunshots, avoiding gunshots over that. But, you know, you got stories. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a weird thing I find. Like, okay, that's our childhood. You know, you were avoiding gunshots. I was, you know, trying to avoid getting beat up or stabbed or whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not a good childhood in a sense, but... It was still, you could always still, it's a good childish somehow.
1: Right? <laughs> because of those beautiful moments, you're like, oh my God, like, I, had I not gone through that, I never would have gone through this. Had I not gone through that, I never would have developed this thing about me that I really love, this character trait that I really love. Mm. So it's, 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 it's it's a complicated thing obviously you're left with a bunch of traumas that you have to deal with as well Mm -hmm. uh so especially if you want to have children you don't want to repeat the same things uh that were done onto you so to undo to unlearn to be like oh okay so this this part of my childhood was not normal according to childhood uh, laws <laughs> and regulations. <laughs> um, and then to go, okay, this part was pretty fun. When I did this, when I was with my family, when I was with my cousins doing this, doing that, hmm. that was exceptional. My grandparents got to grow up with them, got to see them. That was hmm. a beautiful, beautiful experience, especially now that they have passed on. It's mm-hmm. very much something that I'm very, very grateful for. Hmm. To have been able to, to
2: spend so much time with them. Mm. How did you learn that though? Did you go through therapy or just figuring out yourself? Learn the traumas. No, they dealing with the traumas and. Uh, oh,
1: above. dealing with them, dealing with the traumas. Uh, that was, that's, that's therapy. At some point, <laughs> I, I wasn't I wasn't functioning properly. <laughs> 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 you know when you've been in bed for like a few days and you haven't showered in a few days and you're like, maybe there's something that's happening here, mm-hmm. or or you can't uh you can't pick up the phone, you can't answer anybody, you mm-hmm. can't. Uh, you have a hard time, uh, doing daily things like eating, uh, <laughs> <laughs> things that you need to, to, to live showering. and to survive, showering, <laughs> exactly. Um, and so when I realized that my mom, like the, my, my second mom, she was like, we're living together
0: at the time. I was like,
1: ah, so? Get your shit together. There's something. There's something and I can't help you. Your Mm. friends can't help you. Mm. You need professional help. And I waited it for a long time, skipped it. I was like, ah, I'll figure out another way to, mm. to go about it. And eventually I just really couldn't do it at all. I mm. unfortunately waited to the very much like the breaking point. Mm. And I, I, I then got a therapist. I had to do a bit of shopping because the first one was terrible. Mm. D- terrible, terrible. Mm. It's very important to do your shopping. That's mm. what anytime I talk about mental health and I talk about my own journey, I always cannot stress enough to do the research and to mm. do and to actually try them out. Just like you try on clothes and they don't fit, you take them back to the store. You should do that with the therapist. Like mm. you check them out. How is it? How do I find vibe with you? Are you the type of person that I would normally talk to in in my day to day life? And mm-hmm. then, you know, you carry on. Um, so now I've been I've been in therapy for five, six years, six years mm-hmm. now, uh, with the same therapist. She was amazing. Uh it was important for me to have a black therapist, it was mm. important for me to have somebody who understand uh the immigration process. Cause the first therapist just started telling me, Why did your parents send you? I'm like Lady, um this is not yeah. <laughs> this is, is not what uh, I came 100%. here
2: for. <laughs> Same here. Same
1: here. Right? Yeah. And then they and then they start talking shit about your family. You're like, hold on a second. Yeah. I get to talk shit about them. You don't get to talk shit about mm. them. You don't know them. Plus, you're a white lady. How am I gonna talk to a white lady about my issues? Like
2: <laughs> have you ever how? seen a landmine and tried to avoid it?
1: <laughs> how am I gonna tell that story to her? Already, I had just, you know, I had just started the the thought of, like, I arrived in Canada in 2009, mm. and da, da 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 And then just, they don't, she didn't get it. And, mm. and then I stopped therapy for a bit, and then I had to still be encouraged by my family to be like, girl, you need this, it's important. Mm. And to see also my mom go through her own journey uh, through mental uh well, health, um, and to see how she she went about it was also very inspirational. And I was like, okay, if she can do it, if she's not scared, I can muster the courage to and do it as well.
2: Yeah, a hundred percent. I remember my therapist, the first one. I was telling her like, you know, you know, our, the stories that we, what we have, you know, and she was just like, like shocked. I'm like, yo, you're not supposed to be shocked. You're supposed to listen. <laughs> But she can't help it, right? Like, yeah. I don't blame her. But I, I had a, um, I had a guest, uh, Taylor Murahashi. She is a um, social social work social worker, and she emphasized that try try to find a therapist that is in your community. In a sense that, like you said, like you're you're African, the, the your therapist black. Like it has something there, right? It. Mm-hmm you could something she might not experience that but at least she understands the complexity of the family you know mm-hmm. and whatever else that comes with it
1: exactly no definitely that was that was that was a game changer for me mm-hmm. and still is now I I whenever she's talking about vacation I'm like make sure you come back okay <laughs> 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 there is no retiring right now I still need you <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought of Of course she's awesome. Have you ever thought of like looking for someone else though? Because that happens sometimes. Like like she's awesome, but maybe I'll want a different perspective.
1: Oh, no, I'm so good with her. Like she gets me. And because we've been working together for so long, there are a lot of things that I don't have to repeat. And there are a lot of things that I went through with her. And so she can recall those moments. She can recall, okay, remember this. Like, remember what we learned. Remember what we talked about. Remember da 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 da, da. And then I can, I, I don't think, I don't feel the need of, of, I don't feel like I have any any anything that I'm missing. Actually, I would need more money to see her more often. Oh that, would <laughs> that would be
2: great. That would be great. Man, this is what, what I was saying. Like, this should be covered by the government. By it either- should be. Because why is this... like This is a sickness, right? Like, mm-hmm. why can't it be covered? You know? Yeah. And it's expensive. Oh, my God. <laughs> Tell me about it.
1: <laughs> it's a whole but investment.
2: It is. I mean, hey, listen. It's awesome. It helps you out. But, hey, I need to eat, too. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right? <laughs> so now, because of that, I've cut down my therapy sessions to, like, once a month. And mm-hmm. I get to the end, like, when I... It, like. The week where I see her, I'm like shake, you know, like a an addict, like shaking, like ah.
2: Time so to go. Yes. <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, I I try to. I haven't seen her for a while. I'm I'm okay for now, but I've tried to do it like at least twice a week when I really need a uh, help. But you know, like you said earlier, you learn skills from talking, and that's one thing that they, that therapy really does to you, is that, like you learn skills. Because mm-hmm. people think you're just talking. It, yes, essentially, you're just talking, but then you learn skills from it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I think that's the part that not being like peop, learn, uh, educating people with. Like therapy is not just about talking. It's about learning the skills, looking for your triggers, that before it happens, I'm like oh oh, this is what's gonna happen. I need to do this so I don't have to do this again.
1: Mm-hmm. So that you're not always in action mode; you're actually proactive about it.
2: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. You're not reacting; you're acting.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not reacting; you're, you're acting ahead of time. Yeah. Yeah,
2: which is the most important thing.
1: Mm-hmm. Because before... reacting all the time is is tiring.
2: Oh, dude. Bad. Like, like, you're constantly thinking. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, my God, man. Like, that's why I try to create. The one thing I learned is uh, you have to set up um, routine. Routine helps so much. You don't have to think. Me, I'm, reti- I'm stupid. I'm not a good, I'm not that smart, you know? Mm-hmm. So I need routine because I don't have to think. Mm-hmm. It just happens, you know? Mm-hmm. Do you work out? Do you exercise?
1: I try. I try. Mm. Uh, I haven't been on my fitness journey lately, but mm. uh, that's something that uh, is 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 on my to do list. I do jujitsu, but mm. that's also that also goes with money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you have money, you can uh you who can, said money
2: can buy happiness eh you know <laughs>
1: <laughs> those were lies um but uh yes i do jujitsu. um i play basketball sometimes too mm. and now i've been meaning to go to the gym actually mm. to to get some muscles because <laughs> i don't have any strength anywhere and everything <laughs> is jiggly and <laughs> needed a bit of Firmness, uh mm-hmm. in there, yeah.
2: <laughs> Do them squats, you know?
1: Yes, yes, I need to, I need to.
2: I was going to ask you, uh, living in Montreal, how's your black experience in Montreal?
1: Um, I had to find it. I had mm. to find it because initially when I got to Montreal, I was... So for me, it's two spheres. In my black experience, there is the black there is the African
0: mm-hmm.
1: and, and there is the Burundian. So those are three different communities. <laughs> so the uh, Burundian community, uh, when I arrived here, I linked up with a few people I knew back from back home. Uh, mm-hmm. We got, that. I went to school together and things like that. So I was hanging out with them for a little bit uh, before I went to school and had some friends.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and so hanging out with them, they're showing me the ropes a bit. Uh, but then I was like, I want to know Montreal. I want to see mm. Montreal from a Montreal perspective, not somebody who just like is in the same predicament as me that they, they just arrived and, and whatnot. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: at school, I was uh, with Africans and from all different countries. Um, uh, Wait,
2: Africa's not a one country?
1: Wow. <laughs> no, and we do not speak African either. Uh, so uh, yes, so um, I was with with them, and so through that I got to experience Montreal. As an African, with like my African friends, and mm. for them to have different perspective, and be like, oh, for us we do it like this, and us we do it like that, and oh mm. no, we do it like that, and and to have that whole experience, and then uh, after high school, I was like, okay, I know I want to be an entrepreneur. I know I want to start something. I don't know what, I don't know how, but I know I want to start something. So. Mm. If I want to start something, I need to know my peers. I need to know the people who are doing the things that I'm interested in. And so I did my my work backwards <laughs> because I didn't know what I wanted to do nor in what field and so mm. on. So I was like, okay, let me uh, just experience the Black Montreal. Like, Let's mm. see what the people who are born here, grew up here or not, but people who are not African and who happen to be Black mm. as well how do they experience the city? And so I started going to different events, um, forcing myself, really. I didn't want to go. Why? I was, I was scared. Like, who <laughs> would want to go in an environment where you don't know anybody? I was, mm-hmm. I was scared. So I forced myself. I was like, okay, if you want this, as bad as you say you do, you need to push through and mm. go and explore and see... Who's out there and who 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 does things and 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 how they do things and so i I started just observing going mm-hmm. in an environment and observing going in another environment and observing and slowly but surely I created a bit of a network through that um and it's it's with that work that I was then able to create my podcast and then mm-hmm. uh and then later on do. Uh like I had my friend who's helping me out, was like, you need to do this. He said, You've been talking about this project for way too long. It's time for you to actually put in the work and do it. So he gave me that little push. <laughs> we put it together and I was like, Who who do I want as a co-host? he's like, Oh, so obvious. My brother. The only <laughs> person can go head to head with me and actually like <laughs> <laughs> Tell me things, and like I'll be like, oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so yes, yeah, so then then I was able to. That's basically how most of the guests I've been able to to have them. It's people I met through this journey of just finding and exploring and figuring out what my black is. Because I didn't know I was black, honestly, before I got to Canada. I was, oh, yeah. I was just a Burundian person. Yeah. <laughs> and then the blackness, I don't know, when I, once I arrived in Canada, because other people saw me as a black person, I was like, okay, so if y'all see me as that, then I must be that. And I was an African-American, nor Canadian, nor Canadian uh, African-Canadian. So I was like, I don't know where I fit. And so mm. I was like, actually why why not stand out why fit in i don't want to fit in so Mm. once i switched out that mindset i was like okay i actually i stand out already i'm tall so it's like let me let me just go on with that motion and keep on um and 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 do that Mm. uh yeah that's, that's 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 how i the black experience has been for me um, and then, uh, just warmth. when you go in the right crowds, the right places, the right people with the people who are in alignment with your values and in alignment with, um, how you see the world, mm-hmm. you can only get, you can only get inspired and, and that will really like push you through
2: to, to get,
1: to go through what you need to do.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. You learned that from therapy. I'm assuming just. Which part? Meaning like trying to choose the people that you want to chill with instead of trying to fit yourself even though you don't. You know like we become a people pleaser? Mm-hmm. I hate people pleasing. Thank God I was born that way. Because I know s- some people are like, bro, you don't have to chill this with, pe- with this person. You know, you can just go somewhere else instead. And then, but you know, they're gonna get mad or upset. I'm like uh, that's not your responsibility.
1: I had to learn. I had to learn. That's something I learned in therapy as well. Um, I had to learn to be like no, and to learn to say no, and to just be like this is a full sentence. I said no. <laughs> that's it. So powerful. To... It's crazy powerful. I don't need mm. to give you an explanation or anything. I, oh. I said no.
2: Yeah. No. Oh. Do you want that? Do you want to drink the water? No. I want to drink this. Set up the boundary. Mm-hmm. I, I, like I always say, uh, that set up the boundary to protect your mental health. They can come close as they can towards that boundary, but they're not crossing that boundary. Because once you let them cross the boundary, it's not bueno.
1: And it's no longer a boundary if they've crossed it.
2: <laughs> exactly. You know, like I had some friends that like complains about work. Like oh, they say, oh, this this coworker of mine complains all the time. I'm like, yo, set up your boundary. Say, hey, listen, you're pissing me off or you're upsetting me or whatever you, you're feeling. And set up that boundary. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes people doesn't know your boundary. And they should not know your boundary because they don't know. They should, you know, for them it's just like free for all kind of, right? That's why it's your responsibility to to set up that line. Yeah. Do you have a mentor? And do you have someone that you talk to other than your therapist, obviously?
1: Uh, I have great friends. Fantastic. Hmm uh that have two of them and long term friendships that we've known each other for a really long time. So they've seen the growth and the evolution of everything. Beautiful. So that's also where I don't have to explain certain things. Um, I also in, in, in different industries that I want to tap into, I also have mentors in that. Hmm. Uh, so different people, but like I don't know if they're meant like they started off as mentors and then they've become family. More so, you know, so like they're like big sisters, big, big brothers that I never got to have. Um, mm-hmm. and they 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 show me the way, uh, they help me out a lot. And anytime I'm like, okay, anytime I'm just doubting myself, questioning myself, I can call mm-hmm. them. Uh, I have my godmother too, who's my aunt, uh, mm-hmm. she's fant- fantastic, uh, <laughs> so there is her. Uh, yeah, another the friends and family members who are friends, um, and yeah, so it's it's, it's I, have, I have I have I have like it's important for me to have people, you know, people I can count on, uh, especially when with my mental health. Like if things are not going well, if things are not you know properly aligned, I can call somebody and they can tell me, "Bitch, remember <laughs> who the fuck you are, okay? Remember what you've done. Remember what you've gone through. Mm-hmm. You're that. I can be like, yes, I am that bitch.
2: She is you. <laughs> she is, you are her. Yeah. Yeah, yes. I know. That's I mean, and that's amazing. But like you need someone to talk to. You need someone that also obviously you also need someone that could tell you, like, hey, take it easy. You know? Always like, hey, look at me, I'm amazing. No, 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 dude, relax. You're you are amazing? But let's one one step at a time, you know?
1: Go take a nap.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I love naps.
1: Same.
2: <laughs> I saw that you're modeling. How did you get into that?
1: Uh so I was in Sejep and uh I was I had a <clears throat> what was it? This philosophy class, I don't Mm -hmm. remember what it was exactly, but a philosophy class. Mm -hmm. And there was a girl in there who was studying photography. And she was like, the whole semester, she would like, look at me weird. And I'll just be like, (laughs) whatever. (laughs) And at the very end of the semester, she came up and she was like, okay, Stacey, I've been meaning to ask you this. And I wasn't able to all semester long. But could you please do a photo shoot with me? Uh, for my um, like uh, project, school project, is mm-hmm. their graduation project. Mm-hmm. Um, I need to do this type of shoot, this a studio shoot, and I need a model. And I was like, I don't know who you're talking to because <laughs> I am an athlete. I do sports. I don't <laughs> do modeling.
0: <laughs>
1: and uh, but I don't know. Somehow she caught me on the right on the right day. Honestly, yeah. and I'm I feeling was, good. Yes,
2: killing
1: myself. Yes. Hey, <laughs> right, let's do it. Um, and prior to that, I had had uh, uh, a photographer. I was I was a part of a wedding thing, and mm-hmm. the photographer and I, we, we kind of clicked.
0: Mm-hmm. And it was like,
1: Oh, you want to, while the bride was getting ready, he was like, Yo, You want to go and take a few shots? And
2: you know, <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> you stole her day? <laughs> <laughs> sure.
1: Uh, and so uh, we took a few pictures. And so I had that little bit in the back trunk, like my very first experience and I was like, okay, now I have confidence. Let's go. <laughs> so I went, did the photo shoot. It went really well. And because I'm also an artist, I was able to see the artistry behind it. Mm-hmm. And, the, and I, I don't know, maybe because, I don't know, maybe because of the way it was done and, and, and who she is, shout out to her, Lina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's one of those names we're saying that we can't pronounce. <laughs> S, Lena S.
2: Let's stick with S.
1: <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so she, she did the photo shoot and was really good, really, really like like the attention to details. And what was nice mm. is because she's a student, she was also like saying things out loud as she was doing them, saying, oh, okay, this is the light and I have to put it like this so that it reflects this way, so that the, mm. the, so that the, the color that comes out is this way. And I was like, oh, okay, I understand. And then to go and do poses, and then trying out different things, and different outfits. She also had a makeup artist. I was like, wow, this is crazy. And uh, so yeah, so that was that was the first time I did an actual photo shoot, and it went really well. And, and I kind of got the bug, you know. I was
0: like mm-hmm. okay,
1: now, I want to try out different things. I want to try out different poses. I want to try out different outfits, different makeup. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hairstyles and see what happens. Um, and a few years later, I meet uh, somebody who's now a friend. Uh, I meet uh, I meet a person that's like just a random interaction, and that's also well not random. I must say he's from Rwanda, and everybody from Rwanda in Burundi sometimes if you meet each other in the street, you can recognize and you can be yeah. like, "You're one of us." And <laughs> there'll be that little head nod thing. Mm. Like, I see you. I see you. Mm. Wonderful. And so we did that. And he was like, he couldn't, we couldn't talk. And she was like, okay, can we exchange infos? Like, uh, no, 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 I'm lying. He didn't ask me for my infos. We actually met later, uh, in a company. Mm. Random. No way. And he was working there and we started talking and then he told me oh i do photography would you be uh down for a photo shoot i was like sure and he came at the right time once again feeling myself having <laughs> in the best med- space medicine headspace space and everything mm. and so i did the photo shoot and then i was like okay i like this and then for a little bit for for a few years actually him and i would work on we work together he would take my pictures, he ups his portfolio, I up mine, and then we'll work that way together. And now, uh, then after a while, was like, okay, I tried to do it freelance. It wasn't working um, mm. because I didn't know people in the industry, in that industry. So I knew the black people, I knew the na-na-na, I knew the, all the different networks that I had infiltrated. <laughs> but I didn't know the people in the modeling world, like mm. where I could actually... Make a living out of it, and so uh, two years ago, year one year two one year and a half ago, I, was, I I just decided I was like, okay, let me go with an agency. I'm done with this. Like, let mm. me look for. Me. So, my crowd, my tribe, my people. I asked my girls. So um, I have I have uh, I have two of my friends who used to be one used to be in the modeling industry. The other one is in it in Europe. So they they know. They know the brands. They know all the things that I don't know. They know. <laughs> <laughs> so I asked them, "Can you please like look up each one of them?" I asked them three, uh, two to three mod- uh, modeling agencies that I could go into that they can see me in, that represents me, represents my values, and so on. Mm-hmm. And I sent them. I applied to all of them. Uh, and the people who came back to me uh, and who had space and were also willing to work with me uh, is Maven, Maven Models. So that's who I'm with. Mm. Um, and it's it's been going well. It's hard, though. It's not. It's really not easy. Uh, you got to. Because it works a lot on your, your self-image, mm. you know. So if you and that's also why i waited to be older to be to then start it for real because i needed to to be well and okay with myself and for me to be like okay if you don't like me that's okay this doesn't mean that i'm less than this doesn't mean that i'm um uh, you know less worthy this doesn't mean all of that uh so 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 yeah so it was it was again therapy uh work <laughs> Uh, and then I was like, okay, now I I, I want to go in for the artistry of it and the 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 beauty of it, the things that you get to do, the 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 ways that you get to express yourself. Because ultimately, to me, I see it as like I'm basically like a canvas, and the photographer is the mm. painter. Mm. And I, like, okay, what is the vision? What are we going? What are we doing? How are we, you know, feeling? What are we, you know, all of that? um so yeah uh that's basically how i got into it and now i've been with the agency it's it's not it's it's more fast paced where in Mm -hmm. a sense that like you get things every day they ask your kid do you want this do you want this do you want this there you feel like they're a plethora of options Mm -hmm. and then they don't pick you and then you have you're like oh no why did they pick (laughs) and then uh, again it's that work of reminding Mm -hmm. yourself like no this it, what if you don't you didn't pick them what mm. if the person is blocking this one because they are not worth you they're not you know you deserve more you deserve better you deserve something that fits with you more mm-hmm. just like an interview like we like when we're going in a job interview we like to to think that they're interviewing us but we're interviewing them as well you
0: know mm-hmm.
1: oh so, so uh and that's how i've I've learned to see. Uh, to see it, and now I don't even think about it. It's like in the back, back of my mind. and It's like, mm. oh, I, oh, I, there's this that's happening, and then there's this event, and then you're like, okay, I'll go.
2: <laughs> yeah, that that's crazy. I had a former guest as well. Uh, her name is Yolanda Shimbarami. She's a model. She's a she's a model. She's a um, uh, beauty queen, and she told me that yeah, sometimes the director or the photographer will tell me that I'm not dark enough. I'm like, what? That is like terrible.
1: They can tell you some wild shit. Honestly, they can tell you some wild. but I'm so grateful my agency, they haven't sent me in weird places. Like all the places they've sent me to and the people I got to work with, they are great. And they were very much like, they fit my vibe. They fit mm. my, in my values. So it was, it was great. Like, my
2: first experience was great. Mm. Uh, In the end, it's your call though, right? Like if you're going to work or not work? Yes. Okay. So
1: how they do is they send you an email with uh, the, uh, the, um, the client, um, the, how much money they will, they will pay you, when are the dates, the diff- details of things. And you have mm-hmm. to say, do I want this project or not? And if you want it, then they go back to the client and they say, okay, I have this model. This model, this model, this model, and then the client picks from those models who Mm. they want.
0: Mm. And
1: sometimes you're not picked, and sometimes. But then, you're like, "What if this was gonna be a shitty experience? Like the (laughs) experience for me, Uh, I guess somebody who's for them, and then I'll get what's mine."
2: I don't know dude. I'm too insecure for that. I don't think I'll ever able to like
1: pick me, love me. I'm good looking. <laughs> you know what's great is that I don't even inter- like it's so it has become now such a like automatism. Mm-hmm. I don't think about it. I'm just like Oh, this one is like shopping. <laughs> like you know, you go through your Amazon cart. Mm, mm. You haven't—you haven't bought in anything, but you have a list of things. Mm. So I will go through the list and be like, mm, yes, mm, no, mm, yes mm, no, yes, no, mm. yes, <laughs> and then and then just wait. And then I'll go. This no longer belongs to me now. Mm. Uh, um, this is no longer mine. I can release it. And if it comes back to me, it's meant to be.
2: Mm. And
1: if not, fuck it. It's not mine.
2: Beautiful. C'est la vie. C'est
1: la vie.
2: Mm hmm. Bon Israel podcast. I was watching that. Yo, that's cool stuff, bro, right there, man. Yeah. You had a guest. Season three, episode one, I believe. She, I forgot her name. She has a podcast too. I something. I she is dope, bro. Yeah.
1: Idil. Idil
2: oh, That's it, man. She was so calm. Cool. Like, yo, this chick is
1: cool. Oh, she's amazing. That's one of my mentors too. one of my mm-hmm. big sisters. Mm-hmm. She's, we've known each other for a few years, on and off. We we'll see each other in different events and things. And oh, she's amazing. She's mm-hmm. amazing. She has my heart.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, tell the listeners what the podcast is about and what you're trying to do there.
1: So the bond is real podcast. Uh, my brother is my co-host so it's very much like the energy is you're coming you're coming home it's very warm mm. uh you, you 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 you're going somewhere where you know you're going to bond with the people there because that's something that's very important for me mm. kind of like you know tying it back with my last name of like helping each other out and, and 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 bonding because ultimately what that creates are bonds. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's really what I'm, I'm trying to create. The umbrella for all the guests is art and entrepreneurship.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And oftentimes I find now it's become like creative entrepreneurship. And uh, it's very cool because it's something that we don't get to hear enough of. And people like to think that if you're in a creative, if you're a creative or if you're in the arts you're going to be broke and you're going to <laughs> pour for the rest of your life. <laughs> and I I like to to debunk and to dismystify all that and and to show what's actually being done, what actually can be done and what is uh, yet to be done and for people to be like, oh, maybe, maybe I could do this or maybe this one idea that I've always wanted to do, I could actually do because mm-hmm. there's so-and-so who's, who's done it and didn't have anything. And so to have different journeys, different people, different uh, walks of life, uh, different uh, cultures as well. Um, obviously right now I'm very much concentrated on the people who don't usually get the mic and so you will not see a lot of white people actually. So far, no white person has come come on the podcast yet, uh, because I handpick every guest.
0: Mm.
1: Has to be they have to fit the energy. They have to be able to connect with me, connect with my brother, uh, and then connect all of us together. Because it's, it's not a like come here I ask you questions it's very much like interacting there's no script uh although it's very much like organized i just have the 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 form in my head and i tra- I, I i translate that to my brother and he's like okay you mean this 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 and that that do you mean that okay got you okay this mm. is what we're doing that's a game plan perfect let's go mm. and uh and then we go and then and we record it's very much in the moment, uh, vibing out, feeling out the energy, connecting, uh, and 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 being one ultimately, y'allers, mm-hmm. uh, as, as Canadians, uh, and, and and to just show that we have way more in common than we have different. Like, we we all go through the same things, and and to have the different ways in which people were able to get out of it and to to see like oh okay like they did it like that i could do it like that too if i want to get out of this situation
0: you
1: know mm-hmm. so that's that's you know the 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 whole of the the podcast and uh yeah i really enjoyed the experience
2: i love it i love it i i i was watching like i was binging it two days ago no two two days straight actually and yeah, that was my favorite I, that was one of my favorite. It was just like, because it was just a great conversation. You you guys talking about colorism and, you know, taking sociology and how people look down upon sociology because like, oh, that's like the, in like try to get into college. But no, it's important. It's important to understand social our lives and why are these people doing this and why are we doing it the other way, you know?
1: And with social media, many people like to think that they're the first who thought of something. <laughs> <laughs> when there are theories, there are books, there are studies that have been done before. And if you look into it and actually like look at some of the things, you can see how, um, how much it, 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 it just affects you and, and molds you and molds the people around you. And you can have more compassion for other people as well um, mm-hmm. and have more empathy for others and for yourself you can be like ah okay now okay so i was these my cards were not (laughs) it was shuffled (laughs) they were shuffled exactly
2: (laughs) not the right way so i need to unshuffle them
1: (laughs) yes it wasn't in in any order whatsoever (laughs) and then and then you can learn how to deal with those cards that you were dealt with
2: Mm -hmm. i saw that you guys are doing gofundme how is that going
1: it's going slowly but surely mm-hmm. uh it's it's that's another thing of doing everything in house is because that's what we started that's why we basically took a break because we left our production uh company because mm-hmm. we wanted really to be all hands on to mm-hmm. do everything from a to z and so now we're looking at a new studio that's what the funds will go for uh we were still able to get a significant amount of money considering the fact that we're not doing the promo like we we could do mm. uh, so so yeah no, it's going slowly uh next week we're gonna we're gonna launch a few more promotions just to to uh incentivize people to come back on it um but uh no it's it's, it's going it's going i'm i'm uh you know it's like you put in work and things come back in return you know it's like mm. Uh, you got to look for people because people forget, you know, you can post oh. some and they see a bajillion things every day. So they, mm-hmm. they, they got to keep reminding them. And that's that's work, too, on our end.
2: A hundred percent. Yeah, it's like some, when I post on my uh, on my account on an uh, immigrant's life, I literally put the link and people ask me, where's the link? It's right there. You just have to... Jesus, what do you want me to do, bro? That's
1: what happens. People will say, Oh, do you still have the GoFundMe? I'm like, did you check? Yes. (laughs) Did we reach the money? No, we did not. So you can still give.
2: (laughs) Give more money and then we will stop it.
1: Yes, exactly. Uh, Or they don't do anything. They don't write you and then they see you in person. Like, oh, I saw the GoFundMe.
2: Yeah. And... Thank you <laughs> but i there was a a friend of mine said that some people follow you to keep keep uh, just keep tabs on you, mm-hmm. but they're not really supporting you
1: I've learned that too the hard way
2: yeah i also understand, i that's one thing I learned from therapy is what's important to you it doesn't mean it's important to others
1: you meant it that.
2: I'm like that when my therapist said that I'm like, yo. That hit. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. That's one of my favorite about therapy. You know, like they'll they'll say a line and I'm like you son of a gun. <laughs> right. In the
1: your core, you're like, mm. oh
2: <laughs> give me a minute. I need water. <laughs> I,
1: need I need to breathe. Give me a second.
2: I know, man. Do you have any aspiration to expand the podcast in the sense of like guestings and uh, even bu- viewership? Because right now, it's Montreal-centric, right?
1: Um, yes and no. In the sense that, yes, because globalization, the more people you can reach, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, strangely enough... Uh, although it's a very much Montreal podcast, the people who listen are all around the world because diaspora. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have people from all around the world listening. We have people in Africa, I think Kenya, uh, Burundi, obviously, Rwanda, uh, Belgium, even Australia. There are some people in Australia who are watching the podcast. I was like, mm-hmm. what? How? <laughs> so it, it's, it's, I've, I initially was initially was just going to be a Montreal thing, but mm-hmm. uh, now we're definitely going to expand because listeners are everywhere. And mm-hmm. um, that's also another thing where we want to bring in more English podcasts because we're very much franglais. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, if you don't speak French and English, it's going to be hard to follow. There are certain episodes that are fully in English, but it's not a lot. Um, so, so that's something that, you know, we can, we're gonna, uh, try to work on, mm-hmm. uh, as, as time goes on, but definitely we're going to expand this. The podcast for me is, is an entrance is, is, is the project, you know, when I was saying that I, I, I knew I wanted to say things, I didn't know in what form, I didn't know how, when, but I knew I wanted to say something, and so this is the oh, place for me to say things, for my brother to say things, and for people to feel represented and to feel heard and seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and uh, yeah, but definitely we're gonna do more things like events, even in the future, uh, live recordings,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, different things that are, that are gonna that are gonna happen uh, that we're working on, and for that to happen. We need help with the <laughs> <and> me.
2: <laughs> For sure. I'm going to put the link on the when they release the episode, definitely. But going back to what you said that you're doing, Franglais, that's how good the episode was was talking about with... Uh, sorry, I forgot her name again. Idil. Idil. That's yes. how good it was. My French is not so good, but it was so good. I was just continue listening. Uh-huh. And I'm like, no, this is so good. Like, I don't care if I miss some parts. That's fine, because when they turn into English, I got it. It's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love when she talk about, like, I don't want to protest. I just want to chill, man.
1: <laughs> I want soft life. Yeah. I want to sleep. I want to nap. I want to rest.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that. Listen, I think we're getting there. Actually, we are there. All but right. Before we close out, I saw this post of you on Instagram. You said, three words I would tell my 18 years old self. Have you updated that? Or if you haven't, you tell us anyway.
1: Mm, good question. Uh, I would tell my 18-year-old self that life is longer than what I think. Hmm. Yes, things move fast, but things also move slow. And so I can tap into the slow uh, as well. Uh, The second thing I would say is you're doing better than you think. You are wiser, smarter than you think. Um, The third thing I would say, you are loved.
2: Hmm.
1: You are loved. You are cared for and you're cherished.
2: Another wise word from a wise woman again. Stacy, thank you, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it.
1: Oh, it was my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Honestly, this was really fun. The time oh went on this
2: <laughs> <laughs> always. And anyway, have a good evening. You too. Thank you. Bye. Again, Stacy, thank you for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. Thank you listeners for listening. This is Aaron Dolyosa from Immigrant's Life. I'll see you guys later.